Hello, one and all again. It's good to see all of you once again. Welcome back to the Backroom Podcast with yours truly as always. And everybody, we've made it all the way to episode 15. We've done 15 episodes already, which is just awesome. So to everyone out there who's been supporting and watching and just egging me on to continue doing this, I really do appreciate it. It's what continues to give me drive to make these. So Seriously, to all of you guys that are watching out there, thank you very, very much for lending me your ear. Anyway, guys and gals, if you want to see what I'm doing and when I'm doing it, Twitter is the best place as always. I also have an email, but everything I'll go ahead and link down below. But holy lordy, I know I didn't post a podcast last week. That was because, well, I was in Tahoe and I didn't have enough time to get that out before I actually left to go to Tahoe. So... This is just gonna go ahead and not quite be a makeup, but just continue forwards from where the last podcast left off. But as always, I'll give you an update as to what's been going on in my life, what's new, what's interesting, and what all together has been happening. So Tahoe was a ton of fun. Um, my dad recovered from COVID really well, so when we got there, he was already pretty much completely recovered. It didn't even hit him that hard, which is nice. Um, the entire trip was a lot of fun. It was a smaller group than what we're used to, but everyone that usually is there was there. Uh, Mandy and I went around town. We didn't do any skiing or boarding because the prices are just way too expensive. If anyone's ever been to Lake Tahoe or Heavenly, uh, for that matter, uh, you guys will know how expensive it can be, especially during Super Bowl weekend. I God, basically just to get both of us outfitted and everything, it would be a couple hundred dollars, and that just didn't really fit into our budget because it was already, you know, expensive to be there as it was. Uh, we did go do some gambling though, and we won over a thousand fucking dollars, if you believe it. That's a lie. We didn't win anything. We uh, wanted to go to some tables, and the only table that was really available for us was a $15 table, but it was already kind of full. Uh, all the other tables were $20, and or $20 or more, and that was for blackjack, and we just didn't really want to, you know, try doing that. It just wasn't really worth it to us, so... Instead of doing that, we went to a roulette game and played around with that and uh, lost all of our money. Not very quickly, though. It slowly drained us, which made the entire thing that much more fun. If you're going to take people's money in a casino, do it slowly. It'll make them keep coming back. That's how it gets addicting. <laughs> Holy shit. But we, we had a lot of fun, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to do it again next year, though I'm probably not going to be doing any gambling again for a little bit just because, I mean... I, I don't I, I get the appeal to it, but I, I really don't see how people get truly addicted to it because it's just like being addicted to losing. You're going to lose more times than you're going to win. So I don't know. I, I have no idea, but we had a lot of fun and that's all that really matters. So for the rest of the time when we were downtown, we just walked around, took a look at a bunch of shops. There's this really tasty um, uh, chocolate shop that's kind of over by the Rayleigh's. Fucking awesome chocolates. They've got all kinds of truffles. They've got fudge. They've got pretty much everything. I think it's called like champagne and chocolate or something. If you're ever there, check them out. I would highly recommend them. And there's also this crepe place that we went to go take a look at that we saw uh, the previous time that we were there. And holy lordy, 
Those crepes are fucking delicious. My god. Um, we both went with savory ones, but, you know, there's different crepes of, you know, savory or sweet, whatever you really prefer. Uh, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun, and, man, they were delicious. And during Super Bowl, uh, my family usually does, um, these, uh, I, I forget what it is, but it's a board, basically. And you can put $2 per square, and you can put your name on that square. And what if, you know, the team gets, like, the two teams kind of line up with that score, you win. I, I swear, my luck is never usually this good, but I basically recouped all my money from gambling doing that. <laughs> I won four prizes, and I won three of the four quarters, so... I did pretty well, and I'm, I'm pretty happy about that, though. I felt kind of bad having all that winning because it's more fun when it's more evenly distributed to everybody. Let me go ahead and move the uh, microphone a little bit ways away from my mouth so I'm not clipping it. Uh, and let me bring down the brightness. I can see it's a tad bit bright there. Oh, but yeah, Tahoe was a lot of fun, and um, then after that I did uh, a lot of moving with my dad, helped him out with that, and uh, he's got to be out by the end of this month, and he has a lot of really heavy shit. When I say heavy shit, I mean my god. I don't know how much all of it weighed, but both he and I were barely able to get some of the stuff out, but we were able to manage. Uh, so, yeah, just... Hung out with family and helped my dad move. That was pretty much the essence of the trip. And to be honest, I'm ready to have a little bit of a chill pill. It was fun, but there was no really, like, relaxing downtime, which I could really use a little bit of that now. I'm, I'm already, I'm kind of worn out if you can't really tell. And for some reason, my throat has been scratchy. I'm not sure why, but oh well, it is what it is. So, on the home end over here... Uh, everything is completely cleared up now. The pipes have all been fixed, so there's no more, you know, flooding basement, which is really nice. Uh, the heating system has been fixed, and that was fixed the day before I got back, so I'm not freezing anymore in here. And for those of you guys that watch my show, well, you know that it's, uh, very challenging to do what I do when I'm freezing my ass off. So... Things are kind of mellowing out now, and I think as it starts to go into spring, it's going to be really relaxing, and I cannot wait. I want to get back outside, I want to do some yard work, I want to get back in the water, I want to get back to back, well, not backpacking, I've never done that before, but I want to get to backpacking. There's a bunch of stuff that I want to do that I just haven't had the chance to do yet for a little while, so I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Anyways, everybody... It's now time for us to get on to the main topic of today's show. I'm going to go ahead and talk about my relationships and um, the lessons that I've learned through the big ones, which I will say there's, um, there's a good amount of them. Now, I'm only 24. I know most of you guys probably have quite a few more years on me, but I don't know. Maybe there's something that I can share to you that might give you a little bit more of an insight as to just life in general, and the way that you might view them. So, I, I guess I'll go ahead and start out like this. When I was younger, like a little kid, I was very fortunate and I had a very, very loving family. My parents were both very supportive and they were always there for me. I was never alone. I, they always had my back every single step of the way. And because of that, I have had a lot of love to share. And 
I, for some reason, and this is not a, you know, I'm not meaning to say this to badmouth anyone by any means, it's just my own personal experience. I have had a tendency to gravitate towards people who have not had that love and have not had that, um, that, that affection. So I gravitate towards people who are hurt, who need a little bit more than the average person would. And I'm not really quite sure how or why I do that, it just seems to happen. Uh, my first main relationship was back when I was 16, which I'll say my first real relationship was when I was uh, 16. And it was with a longtime friend of mine. And her and I, we kicked it off, and I will say things went well, but they didn't. It was a toxic relationship. It was unhealthy. That was the first time that I'd ever had sex with anybody before. And that's all she ever really wanted to do. We hang out, we always would be doing that. And, you know, it was kind of fun, but I wanted a little bit more than just sex at that time. And I, I don't know, it, she was a nympho through and through. And the problem was is that she didn't even really enjoy it, which is the weird part. She wanted to have sex, but she didn't really enjoy the entire part of it. Maybe she did it to feel better about herself or to feel desired in a way. But the other problem is, is that she wanted to have a child and I was only 16. I did not want a kid at all. I still don't want a kid right now. And I'm 22 now for Christ's sake. Not 22, I say 22. I'm 24, pardon me. Oh my god, I'm getting old to the point where I don't even know how old I am anymore. But, yeah, she wanted to have a kid, and I wanted to get out of the relationship, but every time I tried, she would say, Oh, if you if we're not gonna be in a relationship, we can't be anything. So we went basically from being good friends to being in a relationship, and then we couldn't be anything? Like, I, I don't know why or how we couldn't. I've maintained friendships after the relationships before, but Apparently this time it would be impossible, so I didn't want to break up with her because I still wanted to be friends with her But I was pressured to have a kid and she'd hold me in several times never wanted to use a condom wasn't on birth control So it was like fucking It was like playing roulette every single time and I got unimaginably lucky we had one scare and The only way that I was going to get out of that was either if I bucked up and broke up with her and accepted that we wouldn't be friends or if she cheated on me and luckily for me, and I know you never hear this very often, luckily someone cheated, she actually cheated on me. Which, that saved my ass, because that finally gave me an out, and I didn't have to feel bad about it. So, I basically broke up with her then, and I ran for several miles, because of the amount of joy and just how- I, I felt so fucking relieved, you know? I mean, this is a person who was unintentionally almost stealing my life away from myself, and it didn't happen, and I'm very, very thankful. Also, I imagine you guys probably noticed, but I did get a haircut. I think I look pretty snazzy with it. So, that's my first big relationship, uh, done. And, uh... I, uh, I, I, you know, dated around a little bit after that. I played around a little bit. That's kind of when I, you know, started fucking around during high school. Everybody, well, most people probably have those stories. Uh, from that relationship, though, I learned that you need to advocate for yourself. You really need to stand up for yourself because if you don't, your life can be taken from you like that. And 
Not like literally you're gonna die, but a child is a commitment, and that wasn't a commitment that I was ready for. So I needed to learn how to advocate for myself and to say what my needs and wants were. I didn't do that clearly, apparently. My second big relationship, I would say, came um, probably halfway through my senior year of high school. Now, this is a, I, I've only dated women. I have messed around with both genders, but I've only dated women. This, so this is only going to be about women. Uh, her and I were already good friends for a couple of years, so I'm kind of noticing a trend here. Another best friend, then we hop into a relationship together. And honestly, the beginning of the relationship was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun together. And she started working out to the point where it became obsessive, and I told her, the day you're able to overpower me is the day that I start working out. Well, that day came. So I started working out. I don't work out as much as I used to, but I think I still look pretty good. Uh, we eventually moved to Idaho together, and we went to school there, and things didn't really get bad until we moved in with my mom. When we moved in with my mom, there was a stressor of uh, my mom being sick because she had that infection going on, and my ex and I having to learn how to live in the same room together with all of her shit, and she had a lot of shit. So, yeah, that was a that that was a really stressful, challenging time, and we also got fucking mice inside of the room because there was so much stuff we couldn't really organize just because of how much crap we had. So, yeah, we dealt with that for a little while, but it really didn't get bad until we moved out together and finally had our own place. And that's when we didn't have anyone else to blame stuff on. We blame each other because we only had one another to blame. And, uh, yeah, that, that became a problem because, well, we had a kitten that she wanted, then I had to look after it. I was doing most of the chores around the apartment. I was paying most of the bills, except for food. It was kind of a bad deal. And I never thought that I would be used by someone that I was with, but ultimately, at the end of that relationship, I felt very used. And... She was starting to get really close to her boxing instructor. I don't know if there was any cheating going on there, I really hope not, but the day after we split up, she had no problem going and doing stuff with him. So, th that relationship really left me with a bad taste in my mouth and kind of messed me up for a little while. After that entire thing with my mom and that relationship, I got really heavy into drinking, and that's when I told you guys about my story of blacking out and almost dying on that couch. So that was around that time. Uh, yeah, that entire relationship, it was, like I said, fun for the first part, and then after that, it just kind of dragged on. The sex wasn't as fun anymore. I'm never going to be able to get these videos monetized on YouTube, I know that for a fact, but that's fine, as long as I can post them. But it just kind of got boring, and I don't know, I think that's when I started realizing something about myself, and... I'll hint towards it right now. I think I started realizing that monogamy is difficult. And I started questioning if it was for me. Now, I didn't fuck around. I didn't cheat. I don't believe in that. I do not ever want to go behind my partner's back and do something to hurt them. But I think that started playing into it. So, in the end, she ended up going to Montana. And I was left in, uh, in Spokane, Washington. And... The reason why I felt used is because she never offered to pay any bills. She... 
Oh God, I just gotta, I gotta remember back to it. Oh. Yeah, God, sorry. <laughs> it's just really difficult when you're the one kind of holding up the ship. And even at the end, when I, I started having to pay for food, it was, it was very challenging. And I wasn't making a lot of money because I was doing what I do now. I just was making less money at it then, too. And I don't know. It was just a very hard time of life. And I really just am happy that it's over. So if there's something I'm going to take from that relationship is remember that your partner, no matter how close you get to them, is going to still have their own agenda and their own life, which is perfectly normal. We all do. But... If they say they're not going to use you and you take your word on it and you do end up feeling used, it has a tendency to mess with you in the head a little bit. So I'm going to say always be aware that your partner is a different person and you can't always know how they're thinking or feeling. That's why open communication is so important and I don't think my past partner and I did that very much. So now... We move on to my current relationship. I've had three big ones, but I've dated around and I've fucked around quite a bit. So this is my you know, current relationship and the one that I hope to stay in. So Mandy is awesome. Her and I hit it off very quickly. We ended up meeting on uh, an app called Tinder, which I imagine that you guys, you know, are pretty aware of what Tinder is. And I'm not going to lie. Uh, our relationship is a lot of fun, and I'm going to get really honest. So, Mandy, if you hear this, um, just a heads up, I love you very much, and I just want to be transparent. So, with this relationship, um, Mandy has very hard time regulating her emotions. And... After the honeymoon phase of our relationship wore off, she became very self-conscious of herself and that hurt our relationship really, really bad for a very long time in a lot of ways. And it still does to this day. I still, in a way, feel uncomfortable going out and even glancing at another woman because of how upset it can and will make her. It's by no means as bad as it used to be, but it's still there. And especially with the other thing that I told you guys about, the whole how I feel towards monogamy thing, I'm dealing with some conflicting emotions and feelings uh, about it, to be honest. Um, right now, where we currently are in our relationship is... We're finding our romance again because we became to the, we got to the point where we were just best friends. I mean, we were good friends. We, we share everything with one another and we were really, really close, but it was like, you know, if you don't nurture the romance in a relationship, it will eventually go away and die and you will lose feeling for that person. And Mandy and I, we were getting very, very close to splitting up just because the romance was gone. We didn't really have a lot of, um, you know, romantic feelings towards one another anymore. And we recognize that and we've had a lot of really rough fights. And it's probably been the most challenging relationship of my entire life. But also, weirdly enough, one of the most rewarding. But like I said right now, we're working on bringing back those romantic feelings 
We're trying to get out to do more stuff together. We're trying to do new things with one another. We're trying to keep things fresh and new. So if there's one bit of advice that I can give you guys if you're in a relationship right now or maintaining a long-term one and you're struggling and you're trying to figure out what to do without getting couples therapy, which Mandy and I are going to be doing, um, do stuff to keep things fresh. Get some time apart from one another because that's very important. What I do makes it so Mandy does not get a lot of time since I work at home, so I usually try to leave the house when she's here. Um, get some time apart. Try to keep things fresh. So try new things. Uh, maybe instead of taking the car to, uh, to the grocery store, try taking the public transit. Bus there together. Make an adventure out of it bus to places together you can kind of that's a good way you can mix things up that's something that mandy and i are doing and it's actually a lot of fun uh so try to keep things fresh maintain the romance do not become complacent if you become complacent the romance will die and you will just become friends which sucks and that's how you break up usually and uh those are really the two big main things and challenge your partner too that's actually another big one and that's something that I have a hard time doing with Mandy. Like I said, Mandy does struggle with mental illness to an extent. I won't say how far because I don't want to, you know, out anybody here. But she does have a hard time regulating her emotions. And I am trying to challenge her to perhaps think more rationally or to maintain a state of composure where otherwise she would freak the fuck out over something. I can tell that's even bled into my own life. I have become better at maintaining my emotions in some ways, but in other ways, I get anxious as all hell, and I freak out at times when I otherwise usually wouldn't. And I believe that's in part because of how I've seen her react to things and me feeding off of it. So we're both trying to learn from one another and kind of become more mindful, which I guess is the best word. So, those are the things that I could say I would take from this relationship, and now comes, I'd say, the second part of this. Now you guys know a bit of my relationship history, now I'll tell you my feelings towards relationships in our society, and I guess why I feel the way that I do. And maybe you guys might be able to relate with me, and if you do, then awesome. I'm just gonna be honest, and I'm gonna be straightforward, but I do not think that we are monogamous creatures. That right there is my stance. Now, I believe that we can be, and I believe that it's very normal for us to be because it helps maintain a, I guess, a family structure. But I think that when you are with somebody and it, you know, it's, it's really easy to stay with them in the beginning because it's new and fresh, but after a little while, you want to try something new. It's not like you want to leave your partner. I've never wanted to leave my partner at any point, but I will say I have wanted to try different things with different people in a non-romantic way. In a way that is, you know, purely just for the fun of it. And that's very difficult if you're in a monogamous relationship because, well, it just doesn't really work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. What I'm thinking is, if Mandy and I were to ever split up, I think I might be done with monogamy. 
personally, at least for a good period of time, I want to experience what it's like to possibly be in a, maybe a polyamorous relationship, or maybe a monogamous relationship that is open, where you still have a very, very strong connection and line of communication with your partner, but you can fuck around still, if you know what I mean, where that jealousy and that discomfort just isn't there. Th that's something that I've had problems with in all of my relationship is there's always a je there's always jealousy. There's always like a feeling that there's competition where I don't feel it should be that way. I, I, I guess that we can't all read one another's minds, but if you love somebody and you're happy with them, you're not going to leave them. You're not going to choose somebody over them, but you might want to be able to experience pleasure from somebody else from time to time. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So, I don't think monogamy is overrated. I just think that, you know, us as humans, it's not encoded into us to strictly stay with one person. We want to spread our genes around. It makes sense from an evolutionary standpoint that we would want to spread our genes as far and wide as possible. So, that's just my personal stance, and I'm kind of developing that more and more over time. And to be honest, that might eventually play hell in my relationship. I can't say that it will or that it won't. I have no idea. And Mandy and I have spoken about this before. She actually feels the same way. The only thing is, is that I'm a bit more open about it and, uh, well, more open about it than she is. And I feel that I can maybe get a bit more of a disconnect of my jealousy. First starting out with same-sex stuff and then moving on to the opposite sex. I'm willing to give that a shot, but I'm not sure if that's something that she's comfortable with. And if not, that's perfectly okay. I'm not gonna gaslight her, I'm not gonna make her feel bad for that. It's just something that we may one day have to have a more serious conversation about. So anyway, I'm sorry to ramble on about my relationships, but I hope that I was able to teach you something and maybe provoke you into thinking a little bit about the way we do relationships as a whole. P tell me if you guys are comfortable with it. Tell me some of your experiences. How do you do your relationship? What are your thoughts and feelings? I know that you can't really comment on Anchor or Spotify, but these videos are all on YouTube as well. So if you guys want to, you know, comment what you think or feel, please feel free to do so. If you disagree with me, please feel free to do so. These are just my thoughts and opinions. That's all they are. They're not fact. So everybody, my throat is killing me. I need to give it some rest because I've been talking nonstop for like the past couple of days. <laughs> so everyone who's watched this, I really appreciate your love and support. Thank you so much. We made it to 15 episodes, so I'm super stoked about that. What I want to start doing is generating a little bit of revenue from these because I'm tired of doing the editing myself. It takes a lot of time and it, that's why it takes a while for me to get these videos and uh, episodes out is because of the editing. So if anyone out there is willing to support me in the future, all of those proceeds will be going directly back into the podcast for editing and making the content better. So just letting you guys know, that's kind of where I'm shooting for. I do want to make money with this in the future, but I am having a lot of fun with it. And also, if any of you guys are interested in maybe being a co-host uh, co on the show here, if you have an interesting topic that you want to talk about, 
let me know. I'll drop my email below and I will also have my social media below if you want to contact me. All right, everybody. This is the Backroom Podcast with yours truly. And I'll catch all of you in the next one. Later.